not really about playing a blame game. Yeah. You know, partially we were both at fault if that's the situation. But it's just knowing that you have to be true to you and that the decisions that you make should have you in mind. Not that you don't care about the other person because you do. But I hear people say um, self-care is selfish. But to me, it's self-full. Mm-hmm. It's self-fulfilling because how can I pour into your cup and my cup is empty? Welcome to the Tatiana Show and I'm so excited because today I have mother, author, motivational speaker, life coach, educator, and so many other things here today, Miss Miss uh, Therese Sherelle. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. We have the new book out called Live, Learn, and Love with an Open Heart. You can find that available where? You can, I have a website, www.terisharelle.com. You can also check me out on Instagram. It's I am Terry Sherelle, and that's spelled T-E-R-I-E-C-E-C-H-E-R-E-L-L. Or you can check me out on Facebook, Terry Sherelle. And you can go ahead and order that book. It's a great read. It's very inspirational. I think that everyone should take a look at it. And I believe that that's something that everyone can connect with. But people don't talk about finances as a relationship, and that causes a lot of relationship problems. So what made you put finances in your book? Well, probably what you just said, the idea, because I thought about my relationship with finances. Mm-hmm. And most often people don't really see that as a relationship. So it's funny, you're trying to get to the money, the money's trying to get away from you. So it's just, it's all relative, but... I thought about being good stewards of what God has given us. Mm-hmm. So in order for us to get to the next level or get more, we have to first prove and show him that we can manage what we have. Mm-hmm. So I thought about just some personal things that I learned about money, trial and error, because I wasn't really taught the value of money. Mm-hmm. As a child, we would get allowances and I would save my money and then I would spend my money yeah. on something that I wanted. So we weren't really tra- taught the true value of money. We would get it, we would spend it, you know, you make money, you spend money. And I just wanted to share that because in other cultures, you know, they have a better understanding and appreciation of money. Yes. yes, Um, They teach their children how to save, how to invest, and how to keep the money in their own communities. So I just wanted to highlight that because it is a relationship that I think that we all struggle with and sometimes, but we can get better. It's just learning to understand the principles of money and just applying what works for you. So what can the people learn about finances from your book? They can learn that when you make money to save some. So there's a percentage of how much you should save, how much you should invest, how much you should pay for bills. I want to say it's 80, 20. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on that, but I believe it's something like that. So you just have to break down in order of importance where you want your money to go. Yes. So you have to tell your money what to do, not the other way around. Mm, You're the boss of the money. The money doesn't control you. You're supposed to control the money because we make the money. So it's just learning the order of importance and where you place your money and making sure that you can get a return on your investment. You want the money to kind of recycle itself. You know, put it in, keep filtering, keep filtering so that you never have lack. Mm -hmm. Money is one thing and money can't fulfill everything. But in your book, you also talked about love let love in and i think so many people have been hurt to what they kind of want to stay guarded how did you help how did you let love in like how did you do that 
Well, there's a process. So after a period of hurting, mourning, you have to allow yourself time to heal. Okay. And I think the issue that most of us have is we don't allow ourselves enough time before we move on into the next relationship mm-hmm. or into the next thing. So whatever your process is for healing, that's what you need to do. And there is no required amount of time. Mm-hmm. So I speak about the death in the book. I speak about the death of my grandmother. Yes. So, you know, some people, everyone has their own mourning period yeah. or period of grief. You know, yours may be a couple weeks. The next person's may be a month. Some person may take years to really, you know, fully get over that loved one based on the relationship and how close they were. So you just have to do what works for you and take the time that you need. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what other people say or other people do. It's about doing what's best for you. Mm-hmm. So when relationships begin and end, it's about the time that you want to take in order to get you to the place that you need, that you need to be. Mm-hmm. So definitely take time, but... Three months, six months, a year, there is no, you know, required amount of time. Right. Take whatever you need. So for you in writing your book, how did you come to a place of confessing all of this? And confessing these feelings and this love and this healing? Because it's so deep and it's so amazing. This is a really good book. It highlights the things that people don't want to talk about. So how did you come up to reveal that? Well, thank you. So the book was written to encourage readers to acknowledge and appreciate the variety of relationships in our lives. I like to say all relationships are lessons and blessings, mm-hmm. even the ones that don't always work out the way that we want. Mm-hmm. There is still a lesson and blessings to be learned. So I broke down the different types of relationships. That's familial, casual, platonic, romantic, and professional. And while all relationships are not created equally, each one has the power to teach us about life, ourselves, and how to deal with others. Mm-hmm. So when you put into perspective the various relationships that you've had in your life and you realize that, hey, they were for a reason. You know, I was meant to learn something. I was meant to teach someone something. And, you know, you learn it. You learn a lesson and a blessing and then you keep moving. But you have to acknowledge it. The key is to acknowledge and appreciate. And oftentimes the relationship that don't work out, we don't like to acknowledge it. Yeah. We act like they never happened. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't appreciate that at one point in time, there was beauty in that relationship. Mm-hmm. There was something that drew us to that person at that particular time. So that's why we, you know, engaged in the relationship. That's why we wanted to be in, be in it at the time. And, you know, sometimes things end. So in the book, I speak about the reason a season in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. So you have to think about that, you know, in perspective with not just romantic relationships, that's in professional careers, that's with jobs, that's with friends. Sometimes you just have to let know when it's time to let go yeah. and to move on. And you have to be perfectly fine with making that decision. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, you know, you made a decision, you made the bed you laid. Yeah. So you have to pretty much, this is a decision that I'm going to make. And it's the best decision for me at the time, based on the knowledge that I have and what I've experienced. This is what I need to do for me. Yeah. So when you reach that point, then you're there. You get there. Yeah. So how can someone even start, like, start reaching towards it? How can someone even can start walking towards trying to heal or trying to get over something and just accepting it for what it was? The first thing that I will speak about, and in chapter eight, mm-hmm. it's staying true to you. Despite your relationships, your friends, your finances, the world and society has a way of trying to conform us to their ideals. Yeah, as women, as mothers, as entrepreneurs, 
you know, as, as co-workers, as employees. So they want to fit us into a box and give us a title and want us to conform to that title. But the most important thing for me is staying true to who you are. Mm -hmm. But in order to do that, you have to know who you are and whose you are. So the first thing is, hey, I was in this relationship. It ended. It's not really about playing the blame game. Yeah. You know, partially we were both at fault if that's the situation. But it's just knowing that you have to be true to you and that the decisions that you make should have you in mind. Not that you don't care about the other person because you do. But I hear people say um, self-care is selfish. But to me, it's self-full. Mm -hmm. It's self-fulfilling because how can I pour into your cup and my cup is empty? Right. So I have to make sure that, you know, I have enough. I'm in good health. Um, I'm in a, in a good, you know, physical space and, and financial place. And I'm just taking care of me first. Yeah. Not that I don't care about you because I do, but how can I care about you? And take care of you if I don't care about myself and I'm not doing the things that I need to do to take care of myself and make sure that I'm able to. Mm. Because, you know, as women, I'm a mother, I have a job, I'm an author. So it's so many hats that we wear. And sometimes our health gets pushed to the side. Mm. But that's why you need to find a healthy balance of time spent together with your partner and family and your spouse. As well as time spent by yourself. You need those moments of me time. And I tell my daughter, like, as a parent, how can you say me time? But if I'm going to pour into her and make sure that she has everything that she needs, there will be times when, hey, mommy needs to take a break. Whether it's for a few minutes, a few hours, let me take my nice bubble bath, light a candle, read a book, relax. You need those moments mm -hmm. where you can gather your thoughts. You can evaluate. You can just, you know, breathe, take time away from everything. How did you find your purpose? Like, what was that awakening for you? I would say there were several awakenings, but that conference was definitely one of them. As a child, I always loved to read, write, speak, and act. Mm. And I was always in plays at church, elementary school, high school, drama club, on programs. So the speaking part was always there. Mm. And the writing, I used to write poetry. When I was about eight or nine years old, I actually started writing what would have been my first book. Oh, okay. I was writing about life. So you've been an author. <laughs> yeah, more or less unofficial. But at that time, just writing about life, my relationships, my childhood, pretty much the things that I wrote about now, but because I'm older, it's on another level. So I've lived more, I've learned more, I've loved more, and I've also lost more. Mm. But I've gained more in the process. So eight or nine, you know, my experiences were limited. But yeah. now in my 30s, 20, you know, 30 years later, hey, I've definitely been through a lot more. So now I have more to share that will definitely mm -hmm. help other people dealing with the same thing. What was like that first move that was this, towards? Oh, to this to, book. To the book. Yes. When I became affiliated with the All Access Foundation, C.C. Harrison, she was the CEO of our church at the time. I attend the City of Love Church, Bishop Bless the Love and Pastor Fran. And CC has a nonprofit organization that mentors young women. And the four initiatives were becoming a first time homeowner, going back to school, starting a business, or becoming an author. Mm. So I have a master's degree in business administration. At the time, I was doing credit repair and credit restoration. So that was more like the business. I wasn't really interested in going back to school at the time. Yeah. I wanted to do the first time homeownership, but I figured that would go in with the credit piece. So I decided that this is a good time to get back into my writing. I had the tentative schedule outlined. 
-hmm. and I had the title. So I knew what I wanted to write about. It was just, okay, where's your motivation? You need to buckle down and do it. And becoming affiliated with the organization kind of did that. So when I met with her, she was like, is there anything you want to do? I'm like, I want to write the book. She was like, let's do it. So I'm like, okay, this is what I have. So it was good for me because I had a start. Some people want to write books, but what are you going to write about? You know, yeah. And there's nothing wrong because I do believe we all have a story to tell and to share. But I knew that based on my experiences in life, I wanted to share that. My relationships, the lessons that I've learned. Mm -hmm. um, and still to learn, but to show you know my maturity, the level, okay, this was me then, but as I've matured, I've experienced, I've learned. So this is the level that I'm on now as it relates to living, learning, and loving. Because I believe if you can pretty much get those three things together in life, you pretty much have this life figured out. Okay. How did you wind up organizing this so well? Like, you got the family chapter, you got the love chapter, you got the faith chapter. How did that come about? Well, when I broke it down, it's Live, Learn, Love, LLL. And I wanted to make sure that each chapter was related to that section. Mm -hmm. So, you know, chapter one is living a life. Mm -hmm. Then I have learning the lessons. Then I have loving the legacy. So, each chapter under each section relates to that. Yeah. I think in living the life I have faith is mm -hmm. family, friends and finances. Yes. So I know that I wanted to address those things because that was living a life for me. Mm -hmm. As a part of living this life, the life that I have left and currently leading, those were the areas that I felt were most important in terms of the relationship that made me into the woman that I am today. Yeah. So what could be what would you say was your most impact relationship? I would say my paternal grandmother, Maggie, whom my book is dedicated to, she was one of the most influential people in my life. Mm -hmm. She was she was great. She was amazing. You know how grandmothers are. Um, and I was just blessed and fortunate to have that relationship with her. She just taught me the importance of getting an education, being independent, you know, having a strong sense of faith. I grew up in a church, so church and faith have always been a part of my life. You know, being raised in a church. And then it's something you do, you know, because your parents make you. But yeah. it was something that I enjoyed learning about God and different characters in the Bible. And we would go to Sunday school every Sunday. And when I was about maybe 10 or 11, I was the junior superintendent of the Sunday school. <laughs> so, you know, we had a person that was over me. And then I was kind of like the junior on my level. But I always loved learning the lessons and breaking it down. Yes, um, yes, and being a speaker and always speaking when it would come because each class will sort of have a Sunday to kind of break down a lesson and share it with everybody. Yes. So although I was in a younger class, the lessons were structured to our age level, I still broke it down and the adults were like, wow, you know, she's understanding that on that level. So that just kind of strengthened my faith. We would have conventions we would go to and mm -hmm. conferences. So just being a part of that and even when I graduated and went to college. In Virginia, I attended church out there. It was like a away from home program, but yeah. I was, you know, I didn't stray away from the lessons and values that were instilled in me as a child. I took them with me, even though I was no longer here in New Orleans. So I attended church there, came back home, you know, went right back. So my faith in God has always been a part of my life, and that was mainly because of my grandmother. Yes. Was there any challenges came along the way? 
We're writing it? Yeah, we're getting a book. I would say yes and no. Um, with the actual writing, no, there was an initial deadline that I wanted. So the book, I initially wanted it to be released on my 33rd birthday, and I'll give you the symbolism of that. But for various reasons, with scheduling, with C.C. Um, Harrison, who wrote the foreword, we weren't able to meet that initial deadline, but I didn't let that stop me. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, we missed that one. What's our next deadline? Okay. You know, it needs to be released by this time. So this entails me writing, you know, for this many hours, for this, you know, for this many days. But the key is, I would say, want to be consistent. And there were times when I wrote, I was very motivated and wrote every day every other day a few times a week and there were times when i didn't write days at a time mm-hmm. or you know just being busy just living just like hold up you know i don't want to be in overdrive because sometimes when you're doing something a lot you don't want your mind to be in overdrive so you just have to step back sometimes yeah you just have to take a pause okay let's get back to it let's refresh you know new materials i had a system me i like quiet but i also love music so I would listen to music, 2, 30, 3 o'clock in the morning. My mm-hmm. laptop music is, you know, at a nice low, not to disturb anyone in the house. I had my lamp on or a candle. I just wanted to get myself in the right mindset. Yeah. Because I wanted the words that I put on the page to resonate with others. I wanted people to understand and feel it. I wanted them to be able to relate to the relationships that I've experienced. Mm-hmm. Because I'm pretty sure they've been through them or they know someone who have mm-hmm. if they're not going through them right now. So I definitely wanted to, and believe in the words of D1, I want to be real. I want to be righteous and I want to be relevant. So, what do you want people to take away from this book? I want them to take away the fact that all relationships are lessons and blessings. And I say that a lot because that's very important. For us to know that even the relationships that don't work out, you know, they happen for a reason. They were there for a reason. Learn a lesson from it. Um, you know, give to it. Don't just take from it because it's not always about what you can get, but it's about what you can give as well. Yeah. So give your best. Do your best. Um, don't be afraid, you know, to fail. It's a trial and error. There's no one size fits all guide to a relationship. Mm-hmm. What works for you may not work for me, but you just have to know what works for you and be willing to do that and make sure that you are communicating, you're supporting, you're doing what's best for your relationship as well as yourself and that you have a healthy balance. One other thing I would like to say that I speak about in the book is we're all on a journey. Yeah, We're all going somewhere. Now, some of us know where we're going. And some of us kind of figure it out along the way. But I referenced the Wizard of Oz. And that is so important to me because life is symbolic of a journey. And I think about the different people that God places in our lives for various reasons. I speak about the power of connections. Being connected to the right person at the right time and at the right season in our lives is very important in order for us to get to the next level. So Dorothy, you know the story. She was on her way. Um, She ran away from home. She wasn't feeling loved or appreciated. She wanted something new. And along this journey, she meets some characters. The Tin Man, the Scarecrow, and the Cowardly Lion. And I just think about how life, we meet different people at different stages. And our journeys are all connected. They each wanted something and needed something, but they needed each other to help them to get to that. So she said, hey, come along. I'm going to see the whip. So then they meet the next character. Hey, come along. I'm going to see the wizard. So you know how it went, but they invited each other along to come on their journey because they all had something that they were trying to get. The things that stick out the most to me about that is 
they always had what they needed right along. They had everything they needed. It was inside of them. Mm -hmm. But they needed the person to come along and help them bring it out. The tin man, he had a heart because he was sharing with his friends. Yeah. The scarecrow, he had a brain because he was thinking about how can we help each other. Mm -hmm. The cowardly lion wasn't afraid because he was trying to protect his friends at the end when they were trying to. So they had everything that they needed. God places these things inside of us. And it's different people for different reasons and seasons that come into our lives and help bring this out of us. And then you find them trying to get back to the very place they were trying to go. So Dar is trying to get back home because she realizes that's where my love is. Yeah. That's the people that really love me. And though I didn't understand what they were doing at that time, I see it now. I miss them. I wanted to go back. So love is like that. Love is a journey. And you meet people along the way. You have some detours. You have some roadblocks, but you get to where you need to be at the time that you're meant to be. Yeah. So I would just like to encourage anyone that has any dreams, any goals, don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on God. Stay focused. Keep your eyes on the prize. Believe in God. Believe in yourself. It doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. Just continue to do and be the best that you can be and stay focused on your journey. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for watching. Don't forget to pick up a copy of, of her new book, Live, Learn, and Love with an Open Heart. You can check that out on her website, on her Instagram. Follow her, subscribe, stay in tune. You can do this for book club, churches, everything. But thank you guys so much, and we're out. Thank you.